on air. Open mic. And that's about the only thing that is open. Everything else is hanging. Oh, I'm not even in terminal. Uh oh. Looks like I spelled soido. I might be a robot. I don't even see any VU. Live, is it? Jeez, oh, I'm really what fucking is that? loud. Why am I so loud? What is Holy that? Holy shit! That's fucking loud. Oh my now, gosh! What the head? hell? I can barely hear myself. How about that? No, I don't like it. Whatever it is, beach ballin', beach ballin', beach ballin', and me. It's Live, is it? Oh, what geez, is going on here with this again? Why am I so loud? Holy shit! That's fucking loud! Now, am I better? Live! <laughs> uh, I do a good stinky impersonation. It's about the only impersonation I can nail. Should at least hear something. I, I don't hear anything. Do you hear something? No, I'm not muted. My beautiful voice. Hello? Hello, new phone. Who this? <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear me. Great. Oh, you're on my same channel. All right. Yeah. Here we go! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Clipping. Not clippy, yet. Clippy. Probably when clip. you scream. Yeah! Ouch. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't think that thing would get 10 feet. No! Welcome to We Talk Games, young and fresh. Amen should be arcade weekly heaven. We are talking about yet another Turbo PC Engine 16 Plus game. I am Wiggly and on the Skype pipe. Oh, no, wait. What are we on? Discord? But Disc- plug? Yeah. Okay. A little bit of phase modulation. That's some undersea cables. That's all. Okay. You do live on an island. I do. It's pretty long. See what it's I did there? Time. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a pun. Mm, not, not well. No pun intended. None taken. Hey, everybody. I'm trying to bring back Max Steele. This is a we we talk games arcade weekly a weekly arcade game show where we tie top we give away prizes. <laughs> do we now? Yeah. Oh, great. Hey, how about this? Yeah. Oh. Senseo. Remember the God, the pod father? No. He, he didn't start podcasts, but he sort of made them popular. He was from MTV. He used to have the long, blonde, curly hair, like Peter Frampton. Okay. And then Did he, he became, come alive? Then he came alive and he became the, the pod father. And this was way back when, when podcasting was first going to hit uh, iTunes. Right. Where everyone and, was like, what's a podcast? Right. And you were listening to one. It's funny because it's called podcasting because the iPod is what it was on. But right. it, Apple didn't have their iStore or whatever the fuck it's called now. Music. Am yes. I? On? Okay, I am. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know these yeah. things. Anyway. so loud. I anyway. just finished a bag of wild potato chips. Oh, okay. That's nice. So I got my PC Engine magazine out here. Let's see what I got. PC Freak, August nineteen ninety one. I'm Kyle von Kubik, by the oh, way. I you? was waiting for an introduction. Oh, okay, good. How do you do? Nice I'm to meet you. I'm doing great. Fuck off. Hey, oh, okay. it's really nice to have you back on the the the, the show. It's a good well, just conflicting energies right now. Yeah. 
1991, 390 yen you would have paid for this, August of 91. It's just got, you know, this is when Hanatakadaka, did I mention Hanatakadaka? No, I didn't. I can't remember. We've started the show so many times. This is the first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. And then PC Freak 1991, 8 at 430 yen. Let's see, compare prices. Well, wait a minute. How can this be 1991, 8, and this is 1991, August? August is 8, isn't it? Correct. Well, then how could this be 8? I don't know. 8 too many green apples. Street. Well, whatever the fuck it is, who the hell knows? Maybe it's a different year. Did you ever think of that? I didn't. But I know it came out in 1991, in August. Yeah, and this is 1991, in August. Mm-hmm. And that shows a two-page spread. It shows some of your Hanatakadaka bosses. It shows yeah. a little bit of the intro, a couple a couple of levels. It shows a couple of your stages. It's all in Japanese, right. of course. A bunch this of lines. This would be what the kids call today a cutemup. A cutemup? Is that what they call it? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a cutemup. Well, I think it's a perfect game. Let's talk about Long Nose Goblin, or as I knew it, Super Long Nose Goblin, or as I later knew it, Hanataka Daka. Mm. Hanataka Daka. Because Send your grandma to KB to- toy stores and ask for Hanataka Daka. <laughs> well, see, that would be wrong because you have to ask for Hanataka Daka. Yes. Because people leave off the exclamation point question mark. Right. Don't leave it off. Don't. You're going to get a subpar game. You're going to get an inferior version. It's going to lessen the experience for sure. Do you like parachuting pigs with bazookas and witches on vacuum cleaners? Yes. You're going to. When did Disney witches come out? You asked me that before. I did. (laughs) I still don't have an answer because we were trying to watch witches together because we wanted to see that Sarah Jessica Parker and Hatchet and Hatchet Face. That stirred feelings. Not Sarah Jessica Parker, Hatchet Face, but Hatchet Face from Crybaby, the movie, which I was not in, but I was in Hairspray, the John Waters flick from back in the time when after that Crybaby came out because now they were mainstream viable uh, after the uh, Darney Park. Let's see. Disney witches. It lists all the Disney witches. Oh, uh, that's not what we want. Yeah, Disney witches. And if I if I put movie, it's just gonna do that the same thing. How about Imbida? Witches, nineteen ninety. Aha. Okay. Aha. So they might have gotten the idea for the yeah. witch, but this is a cute witch. It's not hatchet face riding on a vacuum. <laughs> 1991 by Taito. Taito pulled out all the stops on this one. Um, Definitely. A little bit of making mechanics, I'll say. As a shooter, I would mm-hmm. say it's most likely like um, R-Type, 87, yeah, I mean, Irem. I think the most obvious connection would probably be Parodius. You think so? But see, I don't think so at all. I don't think this is a parody of anything. This it's is a not, legit story. Right. It's goofy, like Parodius. But the way that y- your um, levels are laid out... It almost has a platformer aesthetic about it. Absolutely. But it's, it's scrolling and you're shooting through. Absolutely. And so things. I also had Ordine, uh, Namco 1988, and especially draws heavily on Taito's own 1986 uh, Kiki Kai Kai. 
Okay. Kiki Kaka, you know that later to have come out in, I don't know, 92 maybe as Pocky and Rocky. But this would just mm-hmm. been the Pocky part because Kiki Kai Kai, well, I think this, that just means like ghost story or something, ghost horror people. But uh, the main character, I guess, would be Pocky. And then later she got Rocky the raccoon. And then later Becky, for some reason, Pocky, Rocky, and Becky. I think uh, Taito turned it over, over to Natsumi. Natsume. And uh, that happened. Now, as a game as a whole, I said Castlevania 1986 Konami, but actually like later versions of the Castlevania thing. In fact, there's like Castlevania, like straight up out of Castlevania, except that it's pirates running around a castle, but there's these spikes coming down from the ceiling on poles, uh, like a spear coming down though. And that was, I mean, that's straight out of like something. Or I, I even put like Elemental Masters, uh, Technosoft, uh, 1990, but I'm not sure about that. Right. But it is absolutely the kitchen sink of shooters and action platform games and just so many elements of video and arcade games and a cool storyline. I mean, it's a simple storyline. It's the same storyline as just about any type of game, but... They put this other type of bits on top that make it interesting. I think I mentioned interesting. It is interesting. It's also wrapped in a uh, cute, candy-coated aesthetic that, you know, you should be familiar with, with Taito, with Bub and Bob and that type of thing, or Rainbow Islands. Actually, Natsume put it out, but one and the same. I mean, it looks like it fits that Taito cute aesthetic that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, and playing this game, we've talked about this game beat around the bush about this yeah, game for yeah. the last 10 years on this show. This is the first time that I really gave it a college effort to play through. Mm-hmm. It is tough as nails. Uh, it's real. I put it on easy. I was like, this is, this is easy. I think easy just makes the game shorter and gives you a bad ending. Um, <laughs> you could get the good ending. The ending, as far as what I remember, and um, uh, I think the ending is solely based on how many parts of the map you get. Yeah, or the, I, so at the beginning of the game, the big bad steals this fox's love interest yeah. and a seal on it on the door. This is all really based around, I, I'm guessing, Japanese mythology. Yeah, and, a raccoon uh, comes. And, but, but here's the great thing. The fox goes open the door, knock, knock on the door. He gets a big uh, 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 boxing glove right in a mush. Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why that keeps happening. Okay. Yeah, he, he takes it right in the face, right in the mouth. Yeah, where's which, mouth lift? Uh, sets up the humor of this shooter. You found that humor? Someone getting punched in the face? It's Possible done in brain, a brain damage? Yes, I do. <laughs> huh. huh. He was never the same. Just a headache. He <laughs> just got right, a bunch of headaches. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it sets it up on what you're going to experience, and then it keeps amping up, amping up that goofy, comedic, cartoony fun throughout see, the game. I, see, and I, while I, I was playing through this game, hmm. I'm like, I know why Wiggly loves this game, because it has, I think, everything you could possibly want out of a video game. Uh, being a shooter aside, I saw professional wrestling, tops, uh, a choo-choo train. Hmm. I was just—it was marking all of the Wiggly's favorite things list for me. Absolutely, and I got my cool <laughs> UFO aesthetic. Although I will admit, 
I'm not good enough to get to that stage. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I did have to review the tapes on this one. I, yeah. I also, you know what happened? I tried to do this on my Raspberry Pi. Pi. Yeah. yeah. And I made the mistake of hooking up a, a, a PlayStation 3 controller. And okay. for some reason, the emulator on there kept kept switching it back and forth between a two button and a six button. Oh, so when boy. it would switch to the six button, the, 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 the character would just go cuckoo crazy all over the place. And I had to like mash back and forth on the, the control stick to get them back under control. So if it wasn't hard enough, that was hard enough. So I had to go back and review my videotapes. I and, got you. And well, this is I, when I've uh, played uh, it on the Pi as well. And yeah. I didn't have any trouble. Uh, but I am playing with that shitty snes controller that they give you with the retro pie oh and the hard a, push yeah yeah hard that push. thing's a piece of shit i really yeah. gotta upgrade my controller but even with dealing with that piece of shit controller i never felt like the, you know the game's forgiving in some aspects especially early on with your hitbox and your uh tengu the super long-nosed goblin that you're manipulating on the screen mm-hmm. he he um he controls very well considering how big of a sprite he can become. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because we only talked about the fox getting hit in the face. So instead of the fox going trying to get his girlfriend back from the raccoon, the crazy raccoon with a mustache, he goes to find the the super long-nosed goblin to help him out. Yeah, he summons him. He does from his hut. Right. Pizza the hut. And you're controlling Tengu, the super long-nosed goblin, flying around and shooting just a... Like you said, a kitchen sink worth of baddies. Hmm. Uh, and as you're destroying them, little raccoons are coming, uh, you know, appearing from the bad guys that you shoot. So this is some sort of magic happening where the big bad and his little raccoon brethren are uh, disguising themselves as Kappa and I don't know. I'm going to call them Tanuki statues. I don't know enough about Japanese mythology, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, you know, all those type of things like the haunted umbrellas. You're going to see yep. them in this game. Yep. And our super long nose goblin, this is side, we'll say side view. It's for side scrolling, but it's also up and down and you can right. choose different pathways and things like this. And yep. as I mentioned before about getting all the, the elements of this map is what you're trying to do i don't know why uh but you're trying to get these elements of this map and you have to try to locate the main boss raccoon uh to what do you call him tukatuni mario tanuki yeah yeah him so you try to find him on a stage and this allows you to go to a bonus stage because he'll be in the middle of the stage and he'll be uh then it'll be a big boss at the end and he's hiding somewhere in the middle of a stage. Right. And this is where I, I tried to find my guide, and that's why I pulled out my PC Freak magazines. But this doesn't have any guides. It, it shows some of the bosses. Well, in fact, yeah. it shows all the bosses. Oh, yeah, it shows all of them. Wow. It shows my choo-choo train. And uh, it even shows some of the, one of the bonus levels where you're going through the, the gems, which reminds me most of the R-Type when you okay. try to shoot the things out of your way in front of you, the balls, yeah. stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. that has... That was like incredibly this difficult to do. Weird. Yeah. Weird stuff. You're, all of a sudden you're doing Mr. Driller bits or something. Mm. I, and I couldn't hack it. I watched somebody do it online. Okay. I'm like, what am I missing? But this game is very unforgiving if you lose your power-ups and options. And yes. you're probably better off just restarting because even if you're going to hop around using cheat codes... If you're going to start fresh in, you know, level six with you mean no spell option, codes, 
No, spell codes, right. Yes. Which are just numbers. Um, <laughs> it's spells. a good spell. I'm going to summon Satan. Five, eight, <laughs> one. Oh, so anyway, so yeah, if, if you lose that stuff, you might as well start from right from stage one because that's the <laughs> easiest place to get those power-ups and those options. And some of the power-ups and options are very specific to the stage. So, like, you'll collect shit just like any game that has options or power-ups. I'm thinking Ghouls and Ghosts, even a lot of other shooters where you're just like, ah, shit, I got this dumb laser right. I don't want, you know? Absolutely. So that happens a lot in the game, which, again, for a game that's only six levels long, is kind of forgivable. This game is very much about the replay and learning the stages and finding out the prizes and figuring out how to navigate. No power downs. I like that. Yeah. There's no power downs. Yeah. There's things that you don't want, but there's no power downs. Let's talk about... There's a bomb and then there's a charge move. So it's actually like two different types of bombs if you charge. Right. Now, I could tell you why I was able to beat this, and it's because I have the, the Hue card. And if you know anything about the Turbo Graphics or even PC Engine, it has a Turbo Fire and it has right. this slow motion <laughs> built yeah. into controllers. So, um, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that that's how I beat a lot of my shooters. That's okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure they have that rabbit trap set up, you know, where you put the trap on top of a, a goodie a, and you have a stick yeah. that you pull out and then you trap right. them under there. Uh, they have those things, and I'm almost positive I was able to get those out. Um, oh, you are. You uh, are. It almost, took me a lot of practice. Okay. But what, what you have to do is, first of all, give yourself a lot of space so you because you can move forward, backward, up, down, all around. These traps will be set up on the ground. You have to shoot the presence to open up right. what the option or the power-up is. Mm. Or the loaf of bread that I realized <laughs> later was a gold ignit. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay. I'm like, what is, what's the loaf of bread about? It's not helping me health-wise. It's just for points because it's a piece of gold. Okay. Um, so open gold up the prize ingot. right away by the trap. Zoom in, but you want to get just enough to touch that power-up and then zoom back out. Yeah. If you go any further in, if you're like halfway in underneath that box, it's, it's all no matter what size you are, because yeah. there's like a Super Mario Brother mechanic about this where when you collect scrolls, you grow into three different sizes. Or like Bonk, uh, Bonk's Adventure, right? But those and three sizes, exactly, yeah. that's that's yeah. what's great about it. You want to get bigger, and you can still right. even navigate when you're big. You can you can still, even though your sprite is pretty big to begin with, you can still navigate with that gianter one, but then you get yeah. knocked down to little and then smaller. It's impressive that they were able to do that because, as you know, like, I've been playing a lot of Mega Man games recently, okay. and I, playing through Mega Man 7... They made Mega Man a very big sprite, and I was seeing parallels because just like in Mega Man, you hold down the button to charge your shot. Depending right. on what your option is, like you touched on, those options also are a big spread shot, or, or there's birds. I love the bird power-up. But this game handled having a sprite that big with big characters that you're battling better than a game that came out... Uh, uh, what six years later on the mm. Super Nintendo? Like mm. if it, you know that game, Mega Man Seven felt very clunky with that big sprite. And when I saw how big Tengu got in Super Long Nose Goblin, I was like, oh, "This is going to get kind of annoying." And it wasn't. It was it, it was very well plotted out. And it wasn't just like the first stage was good. 
you know, in a lot of arcades. Right, 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 yeah. It was the money shot for that first stage. They, they, they pulled back a little bit with the scroll, you know, parallax scrolling in later stages. But every stage was very well thought out. There was cheap moments where it's like, ah, you know, now I know that this enemy's there. Or I know that this, you know, the boulders are going to drop here. Right. The gumball machine's over here. Right. But it wasn't like, well, this is impossible to get through. It's just I need to learn this stage. Which, again, 1991, PC Engine. Most people were still in the in the eight bit ghetto at this point yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. with their home consoles. So I was really impressed with uh, not just the artwork, but how they thought out using a sprite that is, I would say, probably a quarter of the screen in height. Hmm. Hmm. Play, playable area. I would say that at his biggest, at he's his about, biggest, maybe yeah, yeah, twenty five percent of the screen. I would say one sixteenth. What would that be metric wise? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do metric in, in temperature, unless I do Kelvin, which is stupid. Yeah, there's upside down lands. There's uh, water, waterfalls, the great TurboGrafx mm-hmm. waterfall effect. There's parts where you go in the in underwater. You don't even know yeah. you needed to go underwater there. I and, got nervous. I was like, well, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> then but, I realized, oh, there's a prize down there. Like, and, I, I guess and you're I super. And you're super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just talk about some of the enemies, some of the levels first, and then we're going to get to the what I find to be uh, some of the, just the greatest bosses ever. Cool. Um, they might not animate the most, but no. <laughs> as far as creativity, there's some really cool stuff going on. And you've seen my Mr. Potato Head Abdullah the Butcher grace some of our album covers for a long time now. Yeah. And that's the thing I most remember. And then, I, of course, I remember the, the giant drunk raccoon with his big uh, pink ball sack. sack. Yeah. yeah. And so those are the two things I remember. Like, I completely forgot about the witches on the vacuum cleaners. Right. I forgot about, uh, well, I forgot about my favorite power-up weapon. I forgot What's about uh, the giant ball of yarn. Uh-huh. Yep. That's that bounces one around. of the better bombs. I completely forgot about the last boss, okay. <laughs> which we'll talk about. I forgot about the train. I forgot about the... <laughs> I forgot a lot, a lot about the bosses. I forgot about some of the some of the background. I forgot about the upside down. I forgot about the platypuses and the zeppelins. Um, so there's a lot of stuff I forgot about. I even forgot about the fact that you would find the in the middle of the yeah. stage, and then yeah, an he would sport. he would send a, a boss at you at the end, a big boss. I mean, now you want to talk about somebody that's three quarters of the screen. That's your bosses. Yeah, easily. all of them are very big. Um, they're not super interesting on in how they behave. They kind of all behave roughly the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they jump around the screen and do spread shots at you. But that's not why you're there. You just went through a very difficult stage. So it's like the boss is almost an enjoyable break. You, yeah. you know, if you're not paying attention, you'll die. But chances are, if you were able to get through the stage and hold on to all your options, you can handle the boss that you're about to battle and the game is very kind whereas the two most memorable bosses being the raccoon with the giant nutsack and abdul the butcher are the first two bosses so if you're not very good at shooters i would just say keep pushing to get through those first two stages so you can enjoy those battles it doesn't require that much effort it's not that high bar of of, uh, difficulty that you need to match and you can always set the game to easy Mm. and uh see that stuff yeah 
The interesting thing about the bosses, I feel, is that, yeah, all they do is really bounce around the screen. Some of them have multiple parts that go fly in different ways around the screen Mm -hmm. at you or shoot different projectiles, like you said, spread shots. But the interesting thing about them is, whereas in the levels, you know when a certain enemy is going to be in a certain place, they don't necessarily repeat their pattern because they sort of home in on you. Yeah. In fact, right in the beginning, there's these, uh, I always called them rocket bowling pins. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they could be. But sometimes they won't fire. It depends on how close you get to them. Yeah, there's, you can mm. aggro them by like flying low over them, Yeah, which I was doing to get some points just because I wanted to get them out of the way. But if you fly past them high, they'll just stand there. It's like they have to see you first. Those right. Are the, tanuki statues i was talking about oh is that what that is yeah because i I just i'm equating it to mario brothers 3 where you had the tanuki suit because if you press down and b or whatever you would turn into that statue okay but he's got rocket out his ass yeah yeah he rockets up like a bowling pin exactly if it had a rocket in its ass yeah and uh there's uh, this one part that you've probably gotten hung up on that was a real pain in the ass in the second stage where you just start to go up these steps and these little tiny things start jumping on you and they start weighing you down now you can push up against them but as soon as you let go to not be pushing up against them you go like like a brick down and you get stuck right under that trap or that prick with the net yeah, the he always with the gets, butterfly. He net. always got me. If I if I had more than one of those little dudes who look like bonk to me, and I don't know if they are little bonks chewing on your head, it's possible, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, Taito, it, yeah. But they, they it, things look like Mario in here too. Some of the things. Yeah. Uh, so they weigh you down. That guy will get you. Doesn't matter how big you are. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you can fit in his net or not. No. If he gets it over your head, you're done. You'll shrink down. You have. Into g- that. If you yeah, see a guy a with a net, you have got to bomb the shit out of him. Yes. And, and you can miss him with the super zapper, too. And then there's that prick that throws an egg at you. And, you know, he's like an easy guy to get. But so, uh, I said yeah. a bad word at him. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, I no called words. him a bad word that, that oh, I, I don't use. It's a word I like, but I, I don't use it to be, be a mean thing. And I, and I said it about him. Yeah, 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 he was annoying. Yeah. And right, he's easy to defeat, but there's other things on the screen. Here's him on the bottom of the screen just lobbing shit up at you. And the it's great. sparrows were really annoying early on, too, yeah. because I'm like, oh, I'll just fly past them. No, no. they're going to be on your ass. You better get rid of those sparrows, dude. Right. And especially the jumping umbrellas. Holy Christ. If you don't kill them, if you don't have like your big uh, buzzsaw power up or something like that, you're going to yeah, be in like- trouble trying to avoid them. That was my favorite power up. Was it looks like a buzzsaw made of lightning? And that I don't know is what a charge it's supposed move. to be. That's a charge move. Yes, it's not one that of your bombs. Very handy. Yeah. So see, there's these bombs and these then these charge move bombs. I yeah. love that about it. You only have two buttons with the turbo, so that's how they did it. Very impressive that they were able to get so much out of this game with just two buttons. Uh, but, just staying with the baddies for a little bit more uh-huh. uh, before we move on. I really enjoyed the uh, little Japanese schoolgirl that can lift up a building and huck it towards you. That's Ariel from Dr. Slump. Oh, okay. That's the little robot. That's the little robot girl that, that can pick up a, a hut and throw it at you, and that's that's why she has the purple hair. Is that really? That's like yeah. just uh, them aping it? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And you have hammer-throwing turtles. You yes. have uh, the, the platypuses that are miners. At first, I was like, are they moles? 
But then I saw they Maybe got the tail that looks like a platypus. So oh yeah, and they also have, they have a beak, right? Yeah. I thought they had a duck bill. You have uh, the ninjas, the ninjas that that flip all around and then they they glide down on their ninja outfits. Mm-hmm. And then these fucking hammer throwing platypuses then later show up in the two seat zeppelins. <laughs> yes. There's two seat zeppelins that you're trying to fight up in the clouds. And as I mentioned, there's these pigs on parachutes that have bazookas. There's those UFOs that you mentioned. Yes. The UFOs. There's the guys with the, I don't know, they're not samurais because they're using guns, but they're later on. Absolutely. It's feudal Japan. It's feudal Japan with the gunpowder, like musket things, which is right out of Kiki Kai Kai, which takes place in feudal Japan. So you see these great, actually they look Chinese. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's it's, right. it's it's some feudal weaponry going at you after you just defeat it going around a big floating spaceship thing, blowing the sides off of it while cannons appear. And that's the part that reminded me of Ordine. And then there's this one ship that happens a couple times, and it, it, it looks like a real spaceship. It looks like something out of, uh, actually, it looks like something out of our type. It's got the big big blue eye. And then it mm-hmm. has like red and orange and stuff wrapped around it. It doesn't have feet. That jo- and that's one thing about uh, Super Long Nose Goblin I wanted to mention that he has everything you could think of that is Japanese folklore. He shoots his bullets with a fan made out of right. leaves. He's wearing an, uh, uh, some type of uh, uh, kimono. And then he has the rice field shoes with the slots on the bottom, but it's the single slot ones. And I love that. The only thing I don't love about the game is that when you put him on the ground, he doesn't run on the ground. Yeah. Oh, if that's the only problem with it, I don't, I don't have a problem with it then. No, I honestly, other than its difficulty, which I'm not saying is a reason not to play the game, there's not much I would improve upon. I really enjoyed this experience, albeit not being able to get past stage three. Mm, mm. You got skeleton pirates, which yes. I love. You, you, you go, go on a pirate ship as they're running around. Then you also see those skeleton pirates in the level I mentioned that look like Castlevania. Mm-hmm. There's uh, undersea things that are coming at you, like lobsters. Prawns and, and, yeah. Yeah, what's the one? Oh, oh, and then right in the beginning, you'll see the chickens come out at you, the flying chicken. This is why <laughs> I say you can't allow chickens to fly, because this, yeah. this is bad. I mentioned right. this in, the, in the, the ninja one we talked about, Kid Dracula or something. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Shoot their eggs at you. Yeah, and they, they so they come out, they turn their ass right at you and ploop eggs out at you. That's not nice. That's rude. Yeah. And that's why I don't eat eggs. <laughs> Who thought of that? Hey, something just dropped out of that chicken's ass. I'm going to eat it. Put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, don't yell at your radio listeners. I know why, because they saw other, you know, creatures stealing from the, the nests and stuff. But still, if you think about it and you see a, a, something fall out of another thing's ass, you don't normally go up and, you know, put it on a sandwich. Okay, so let's talk about some of the, the reason I brought up how even though the the enemies are appear at the same places, they don't do the same thing because they have more like that Pac-Man ghost going to follow you around shit. Yeah. Well, the, the bosses are not the simple, okay, here comes the boss. I'm going to go over him. Then I'm going to go under him. Then I'm going to go over him. Then I'm gonna, right. the bosses There's, also if, fuck with you. 
Yeah, there's not like a set pattern. Right. You're using all the skills you've acquired throughout the stage against this boss. Let's start with uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he floats around the screen just like you do, and he's huge. So you got to navigate that. And then when you sh- shoot him in his uh, in his gig lines on his forehead, <laughs> yes, uh, that's when he hits you with the the spray of blood. And what it's not funny, but it's interesting that they have Abdullah the Butcher, and the two things you need to avoid from him is his saliva and his blood. Considering <laughs> the lawsuit he had only a few years ago, where he didn't tell people he had hepatitis, right. Yes. So they I were way ahead of their time. They, they were, were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Surprised there was no fork. There was. There is some, no fork. Yeah, but he, his yeah, his uh, his his arms are wrapped up, which is kind of yes. nice. And, and uh, they're bloody. Definitely, absolutely. And his three gig lines shoot out three spritzes of blood in a spread mm-hmm. shot, and in his spits are three spritzes of spit in a spread shot. Right. And sometimes they they uh, happen together, so the screen gets flooded. Mm. And you got a little bit of flicker, but you can shoot the projectiles in this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's handy. Mm. Can't shoot the the second dude's hat when the the giant raccoon shows up and he's he's half lit already. (laughs) He's got pink uh, around the top of his his heavy eyelids and he's got pink under his giant sack. He's all sack. (laughs) He wears a, a metal rice field hat yes that comes off of his head he tries to odd job you with it mm, yeah 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 absolutely exactly there there should have been a statue at some point in the background or something that gets its head knocked off (laughs) a venus de milo or something or what was it david i can't remember what he it was a statue of david yeah yeah. maybe that should have knocked off his little wee wee um (laughs) do you know why david had a little wee wee like that it was cold (laughs) <laughs> maybe but the greeks thought that if you had a big dick you were uncivilized uh, small dicks were preferable says the guy with the small dick yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's like it's like one of those uh those old things god is good god is great to some some he gave hair to the other brains i can't remember how that goes Said the bald guy with no hair. Which one of us? Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is that the people that make these sayings are the people that are, yeah. that are uh, the ones that are normally mocked for whatever it is that they're trying to say there is actually an advantage. Uh, there's upside down levels, so that's really cool. And when the, that egg dude comes out upside down and throws the egg at you, it arcs up. Yep. His down. So it's, you know, some really, really cool things. You go through castles, you go through ribbon number land with yeah, clocks and the late, late for a very important date, uh, the the rabbit. The is in that from the. He has a bazooka too or some sort of gun. I can't remember what he does. He, what uh, other bosses did you want to touch on? Though? Well, I want to talk, I want to touch on all of them, but I, okay, I just, cool. I was just reminded of, of certain other things. So, yeah, you don't have to hit the raccoon in his nuts. All these characters, it's you more just. It's fun to do it that way, though. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. All these characters, you basically just hit anywhere and they take damage. 
The next boss that comes out is a beautiful Buddha, which doesn't stay Buddha long enough, but he's in the sky. He's floating through the sky. He doesn't have flames shooting out his ass like a Buddha would and right. fire out one side and water out the other. But he's he's sort of like a, a seated Buddha with his uh, one hand and, and a one-handed prayer, and he's got all his brains on his head. But then his <laughs> head flips off, and his hand goes out like a robot, and his yep. head's flying around trying to hit you. His hand's flying around trying to hit you. And inside, popping out of the neck, is uh, one of these platypuses throwing hammers at you. Yep. So it's just wonder. Oh, and he also has like this, uh, these, um, uh, I, I don't know, these violet uh, things going around him like a shield. But it's not like a Yars Revenge shield. The shield gets, oh, by the way, he's got a propeller sticking out his ass. That's how he's flying. It's a little flying machine. <laughs> the next boss is probably one of the most surprising bosses that I had such a great time with. It's a kabuki dude. And he comes out and he's pointing his fan at you. Like, I'm going to get you. You shoot at him only a few times, and his head pops off, and blood starts spurting out of his head. And he grows a new head out of his neck, and he's Jason. He's got the hockey mask on. The mask, yep. And the bald head and the, all, all the, the problems with his head. All the acne the scars. The made a real impact. In- Hell yeah. And then you keep shooting that, and then it, but then his head pops off, and blood spurts out of his neck again. And out of his neck grows Freddy. Now his fan is uh, is the Freddy Claw, which he shoots off at you. Once again, you beat him before you see a lot of this uh, funny sure. stuff really play itself out. That's, that's that boss. Then it's pirates. And there's this one part. I don't know what the hell it is. is it, are there they car? You, you go to the, like this Hudson Adventure Island type of uh, scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, in front of you, and I can only think maybe it has to do with fantasy zone of some sort but or maybe our type again i don't know or maybe even uh you know wonder boy the shooter one where you're forced scroll i don't know they're sort of like cars on a track i don't know i don't know what it is in the middle of this island shit this grid of of crossword puzzle it reminded me of the like make tracks or yeah something like that yeah cars that would pave yeah and that it, they're making obstructions and they, they would go left to right or up and down. Yeah. And if you don't shoot them, they'll actually box you in and you, oh, you robot it out there. Oh, if you don't shoot them in time, they go very far up the screen. And if another one goes across, you'll get boxed in right on and, you know, power down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then you fight the ghost ship with the skeletons and then you, yeah. you, you try to try to find a dude on there and, then right. and, and throughout the stages that raccoon dude is hidden mm-hmm. so if you don't find him and go into his they're not even bonus stages they're often more difficult than the stage you're playing you won't get that other piece of the map or the seal and you have to find but, him again in in that bonus stage right if you don't find them again in a bonus stage, and it just ends, and you just go back, and and the bonus stages are sort of like stages that you also go through, but they're just a little changed up, just a little bit. And uh, one, the first place he's hiding is behind a mine cart, and it's the only mine cart in the whole thing. Like you have the choo choo trains, you have the mines and stuff like that, but there's a cart that he's hiding behind, and it's like the only drawn cart. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's, it's obvious, you know, that early on on it's obvious that that's off and you're supposed to shoot that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. later when it's the pirate ship if you're not 
paying attention, you could pass the raccoon pirate at the uh, the front of the ship. And mm-hmm. if you do that, then you you miss your opportunity to get that other piece. Right on. But there are so many different ways to choose. If you choose to go underneath the bridge of that waterfall and go, yeah. you, there's, there's three levels to that area. So if you don't take the top level to go across the bridge of the waterfall, then you'll miss him because you're trying to decide, do I want to go underwater? Or do I want to go straight through these other dudes? Just, ah, oh, I just like it's, this game so deep. much. It's a deep yeah. game. One of the powers up, you mentioned tops. You shoot these three tops out of you, and they, they go bouncing around a little bit. But my favorite is the big giant yarn ball. It's and so useful. I just love the physics of it, and it's huge, and it you know it bounces. Now, it doesn't bounce off the other wall. There, there are, what are the, the, I think there's little, or there's smaller bombs. Now, that yarn ball is a bomb. Mm-hmm. See, some of these are charges, and some of them are bombs. And I thought in at the start of the game, there's like a ring. It's like a candy oh, yeah, stripe yeah, 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 ring. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought maybe that was like a string of firecrackers or something, because you throw it to the ground, it takes a few seconds, and then it blows up. Right. There's this, it looks like an umbrella or a spike that you could throw down, <laughs> yeah. and then it launches don't to, like that. to attack. Yeah, don't like those. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I was really a fan of the yarn. It's a, it's, it's I, such I, a I great feeling. with it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't go away if it didn't hit anybody. So you could fire them off and follow them. Yeah, and then they, you know, they wipe out a couple enemies at a time, which and would be very handy. So huge, so huge. So then we get to see your your uh, three three balled uh, UFOs. Love it. And then crazy, crazy some, stage. Yeah, that had the wacky moon, and you're in outer space, and then uh, then you're fighting the pirate uh, octopus. Mm-hmm. And this was one of my favorite things when I first played this game. The octopus is sitting in a ship, but he wants to send his minions after you, and he blows a whistle to make them <laughs> go get you. He's like hoot hoot, and then the, then his minions come out to try to uh, tr- try to get you. And then when you and then we beat him, he becomes a little octopus. Yes, which is kind of weird. Although there is repetition, mm. every stage is its own thing, and it introduces it does the good thing that shooters should do. Yes, you'll see a repeat of some of the baddies, but each stage introduces another set that you'll see later on again. Actually, some stages have enemies that are just specific to that stage. Yeah, and you don't see it again. Another thing I forgot about was the uh, Godzilla. Oh, the wind-up Godzilla. That was another thing I forgot to... I knew we both love. Yeah. So how do you get around a a lawsuit? You put Godzilla in a kimono. (laughs) (laughs) And put a key in his back. Exactly. And he could, of course, just... They don't even fly around the screen. They just sort of, like, bounce around the screen. Like, they're in a video game. They're in the video game world. You're in the real cartoon world, and they're in some type of video game world in this cartoon. He breathes the Godzilla blue-white fire, but it's segmented, so it can actually go wavy at you, like a, like you would normally see, like a yellow, uh, yellowish fire come at you. But it's it's in those the white and blue uh, Godzilla fire style. Yeah, and uh, then I think you're at the final boss. I talked about this game a long time ago, and I mentioned this final boss. I don't know if this dude is a comedian. I don't know if you know about this. I don't know if he's the chief technology officer, like the dude we talked to. (laughs) It might be him. 
you know, I don't know who this guy is, but he's in a tanuki suit with his face <laughs> showing, but everything else is furry. And he's got the big ball sack. Yeah. And he jumps around and he does the cutesy thing, sort of like uh, uh, um, Joe Besser okay. from Baby Stinky from, or even like Luca Stella. You know, he's okay. like all cutesy wootsy. And then he jumps up into the ceiling of this discotheque yes, with a rainbow colors. Thing I forgot to mention. I saw that disco ball. I'm like, and that's another thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He doesn't really attack you. He just acts goofy, jumps up, hits his head on the ceiling, and then all the shit starts falling down at you while the raccoon that's been tormenting you all this time is throwing something. I'm going to say he's throwing hammers. I can't remember. He's the one that's really trying to hurt you. Yeah. But this other giant dude who is half of the size of the screen, and that's no joke. He's half the size of the screen. Yeah. Does this cutesy little thing, and then he jumps up and... Knocks the Not top of the disco. Not before the raccoon baddie comes out and whips him. Oh, is that what he does? Start, yeah, he, okay. he, like, he whips him and then he starts dancing or, or I don't know, he's, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it, it's very like um, Faye, yes. where he's flapping his hands around and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think Whatever that is. Can- candy bars are falling from the ceiling. I, they're different, you know, that's yellow, pink, and, and teal, I think. Coming down, maybe they're bricks. I, I think there's something like that because what happens at the very end when you beat him, the whole roof falls down on you. You think you yeah. win. All of a sudden, right. you're super long nosed goblin getting a roof dropped on your head. And yeah. maybe we should just leave it at that. But then you win. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. We won't tell you how what happens there. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention halfway through the game, I think it was inside of the Buddha. When you defeat the Buddha, your girlfriend uh, drops out of the Buddha. That's where that's where the platypus the platypus had the had the girl in the Buddha, the flying Buddha, the whole time. And you reunite yeah. it with your with your friend. And now, so this should be the end of the thing, right? Well, nope. no, because super long nosed goblin, he's got a bone to pick now. Now he's yeah. pissed. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, what they set up in the little cutscenes. Is that your your fox man is like, hey, where where where'd Tango go? And Ten goes on a mission. He wants to get that raccoon that's been fucking with him. And so he does. And then he, they, then, <laughs> then after they are defeated, the uh, raccoon community is now forced to perform <laughs> circus tricks. Yes. Become punching bags. And, uh, and things like that. He defeated and subjugated his enemies like any good. <laughs> and what's great is that then you get to see some scenes that just don't make very much sense, but they're fun. Super long-nosed goblin. Now he's uh, uh, out of most of his mystical stuff, and he's he's taking a nap on the floor in his pajamas, and his be- his belly sticking out his striped pajamas. He's got regular socks on. That's super long-nosed That's goblin, it. and you need to play it, even though we told you doesn't matter. Because yeah, just like been I in forgot, the arcade, but it's not in the arcade. Absolutely, it's at your home. You mentioned Parodius, and that was in the arcade. I don't think this is like Parodius, but this should have been in the arcade. And the fact that it only came out, only came out for the PC Engine, not on anything else, and nothing ever done with these characters, that's surprising from Taito. Oh, yeah. Taito, the company of 1,018 Space Invader (laughs) versions. Okay? I did think about that. Like, the company that started... The space shooter with such a dark, 
game. Mm. And, you know, again, that's admittingly it's because of the technology at the time. But it's invaders from space coming to destroy Earth and you have to stop that. Only a few years later, everything was just bright, cheerful, bub <laughs> and bob. And like, it was a True. it was a change up real quick for that company. True. Well, I say Kiki Kai Kai is another game like this where I know you think it's it's really cutesy. Uh, Kiki Kai Kai, you would think is a cartoon too, but I take it seriously. Like I I take this game seriously. Uh, sure, a lot of things are really fucked up but i think they believe in themselves that's a serious pink nutsack on that raccoon for sure i think absolutely hey if you got to flaunt it all right everybody hey i hope that you like us and uh it's great to have you on again kyle and especially great i mean because this is your show too it's me and you although mostly me where's john yeah john is on the t-shirts too in the cups <laughs> what happened to that guy take care thanks for joining us support us on our patreons find out about that somehow i guess yeah. look it up on the internet google it's on the links i'm sure maybe okay hey take it easy everybody hope you like us bye bye peace Oh, because you're